What's going down, hip-hop world? This is the one and only Hip-Hop Spot podcast, where we interview inspiring entrepreneurs within hip-hop and outside of hip-hop entertainment. And me, I'm your host, Brown96, all the way from Salinas, California, broadcasting to every motherfucker in the nation. Yo, this is the one and only Hip-Hop Spot podcast. In today's episode, we have Vito aka Vito Beats from San Francisco, California. He's a dope producer and um, you're going to learn a little bit about his background and uh, how he gets down on the on the producing end of things. So strap in your seatbelts and get ready for the ride. It's going to be a dope Bay Area ride. Yeah. Here we got Vito, a.k.a. Vito Beats, from San Francisco, California, on the line. What's up, Vito? What's cracking? All right, man. So uh, how's the hip-hop scene out there in San Francisco, man? Uh, you know what, man? I mean, this has kind of changed a lot a little bit, too. But, you know, when, from the ground up, everybody's just been working ever since they ever started since day one. I mean, everybody's got their own little story based off of, you know, where, where their earlier influence was based off either just, like, stuff from the Bay or San Francisco or even like the, all the original mainstream stuff but I mean like shit man I mean people are just still pushing their music and I mean that's, that's what it's all about you know it just brings everybody together as a whole unity as far as just like uh, just bridging the gap cool, so, cool yeah. man yeah for sure so now you say that you have two EPs you uh, you already finished them uh, that's correct cool man so uh, where can we cop that uh, you can pop that at um, www. Uh, for, it's on the, the Bandcamp website. So it's uh, www.vitobeats.bandcamp.com. Oh, so now um, you've been working with a lot of uh, MCs and um, promoters and people out there in the Bay. Uh, tell us a little bit about the people you've been working with. Uh, you know, I just worked with like there's a lot, there's lots of names since the uh, earliest time. I mean, I've been in the business since like most um, about ten years now. At this point, you know, like we didn't first start since like um, since you know just getting out of college, you know, you know, I mean, getting out of high school and all that, you know, we're just trying to figure out what's going on. And I, you know, since the beginning, you know, I'd worked with cats that um, that were trying to start emceeing, you know, started their first mixtape. So I mean, since the, that beginning of time, though, I mean, we had a cat, you know, R.I.P. to Homeboy G. One, you know, he was like one of my early artists. This was like since he was, from, he was born and raised in a mission. So I mean, we could have been like one of the next ones to blow up in the mission, though. But I mean. From that point on, you know, I started his first demo and then it went around for a mixtape. So, I mean, I was understanding the whole process at the time. And then even, you know, we were listening to a lot of Bay Area music and even like hip hop music and all that from, uh, you know, even all the early mainstream stuff. And then we just kind of just like try to get a little taste of like how we could try to get ourselves, get our hands full with like in this whole music shit since the beginning. Then, But then, uh, you know, I mean, everything's all a learning process, too. And then from that point on, two people heard my music. It was like, oh, yeah, you just kept in the mission. So it was just like, oh. Check him out. You know he's got music and all that. You know I wasn't, I wasn't like um, full time represented, but I mean at that at that peak time, you know my name was just kind of like spreading it a word of mouth. Oh yeah, this one producer in mission. You know you know this, you know that. And I'm like okay, so um, you know I've just been on like you know different features, like small projects, small little uh, you know like co production wise. You I mean we didn't do like full albums, but like as far as like you know co appearances that's concerned, and you know from. D3s, my boy C3, you know, just a bunch of names out there too. And, um, and, uh, just right, literally, um, I would say, um, like, man, 
um, not just this month, you know, just just hopping back into it again. You know, I just did a couple, you know, shows here and there, and SF, and then um, just got a cold few. Um, got a co-appearance with the homeboy uh, Dave Cannell he just released his album uh, Underrated or Overqualified and um, that shit's been pushing off for a minute too and we got another one coming Ogwin he's coming up real soon uh, Jimmy Rose is, is another one that's kind of like um, under under the water but you know once they get popping off then hopefully you know it's just gonna be, should run real smooth though Sure, I mean, this, this, the work the work just still continues. I mean, it's just like you can't just um, stop at one point. You just got to keep moving forward and just have your music keep progressing. And then, you know, for me, for a long time, I've always just been progressing my music for like for a long, long time. You know, what I mean, I kind of like backed out a little bit off the scene because I wasn't trying to brag like, oh, yeah, I made music. But I mean, the name buzz was just coming around. I don't know. But I just kept spending years progressing my music from, you know, work with different programs and then also just um, shoot just um just progressing a little more, just learning a little bit about the business side too as well, you know, because I actually, um, cause like not long ago, like, um, like around 2010, I just, um, you know, I registered for um, for a BMI and it's just like one of the safer ways just to protect your music, you know, as far as royalty rights and then also just, uh, it's also you just getting your name out there too, like just in, in the legal spot. But, you know, I mean, there's this whole more, there's this whole lot to learn though. I mean, there's, I mean, this, this work, this work situation doesn't stop, but you know, we just gotta keep going. Until somebody actually will actually find out how how well you, how well work you got you know how much uh, background work you got. No doubt, that's dope. No doubt. So now, how would you categorize your type of beats? Is that I mean, you fuck with all types of different like you know um, styles, or is it just one 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 particular style that you're more into? I mean, I'm pretty diverse with my music. I mean, as far as like you know, I mean, I grew up I grew up in San Francisco. I mean, I've used to listen to a lot of everything. So I've listened to like you know rock, rap, you know like earliest times since. Since like since man, so I was born eighty four, so it's like I've known all all kinds of music and all that. But I mean, I didn't really get into music till I was just messing with the uh, you know like programs like Mixman and Asset. That was like the early shit, way before Pro Tools and Quad Pro and then you know FL Studios and all that. But I mean, I mean, I'm pretty diverse like how I you know make my music. So it's like uh, it's mostly kind of like it's got like some type of old school nineties mob feel a little bit little bit of west coast here and there i mean i do sample too but you know that's just a whole nother story too that i, I, I could cover up a little later too because far like because i know everybody loves the sample too but i mean it's just always a point where it's kind of like you just gotta look at the legal side first before you start putting it out try to even try to claim it's yours but i mean but i mean i mean i'm pretty diverse you know like i can't always tell me that hey your shit's very you know it sounds very prolific uh shit like even like um not very have versatile mix of everything so I mean I'm, I'm pretty well rounded like I could you just call me like a chameleon air ass producer just uh, with all kinds of different styles that I come up with so but yeah sounds good man now tell us tell us that moment where you knew that this is your shit like this is your thing ah uh, so there's so many moments though for, for a minute from top to bottom I mean shit like you know I mean for a moment Around 2010, no, that wasn't around 2010. I would have to say maybe around uh, 2005, 2006. Like we were literally just working, you know, just getting our feet wet because, like, we like my first features that for my boy G1, you know, RIP to him. We had a feature with Fabby Davis, and that was like shit. But it was like prior before the hype movement even popped off when you 40 went to do somewhere to go. Um, shit, at that point on, I just felt like, hey, you know, we got work going on, so we're just still doing this. But I mean, we just still had to keep working for a minute though too, but. I mean, it's still a long way once you think about it. I mean, I haven't had that peak moment of like where I where I actually had that 
type of success, but I mean, I mean, it still keeps going forward because every every little stage of your life, which what point you went through, it's always just a one step forward to to get you where you want to be at. Yeah, that includes you know networking with certain people. It also includes like um, you know just getting your album out. What steps you got to take? I mean, it's just it's just all kinds of mix mix um, just kind of mixed ideas of what what, what you do at. Uh, what kind of uh, place you were just um, trying to think about where where you're gonna go, what direction it's gonna lead you to? For sure, man. Now, as for um, future um, collabos, who would you like to collaborate with? Like features, like how big the features though? Like uh, pretty much to like say that someone would like to you know work with you as with like a beat or something. Who would you like to make a like work with production wise with someone? Like, uh, like somebody big at this point. Yeah, someone, someone big. Like, who would you like to be, uh, you know, working with? I mean, honestly, like, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even get to that point forward. But I mean, if it did, if it did ever happen, I would probably have to say, um, it's like a long list. But I mean, I remember, like, at one point, I would say, like, um, if we were to start from the bottom, it would always just be have to be one person that's just uh, elevate us too. But I mean, I would say, you know, just mostly cats from the Bay Area too, and also try to even try to like get some from the east coast but, i mean it's just it's, there's no guarantee sometimes but it's just you know the, it's all part of work i mean whoever big it is and sometimes you don't even know who it is that's already big that you're working with i mean you just still got to keep that work momentum that work mentality together to to get to the point where you're at and then you just got to keep going forward but i mean if it was somebody big because i'm not choosing i'm working with people because i don't know certain people that like that big yet at this point but i mean shoot i mean you just gotta just have that, you know, background work ethic, and if it gets you to a direction where you're gonna meet somebody, and then it's like, holy crap, you know, I'm actually doing something with Kendrick Lamar. Who knows if it will just be that point, or just somebody else that's um, already just like coming up as a come up artist at this point? Because I mean, there's so many people that's in the music game right now, and it's just hard to name, you know, like all of them all at once because everybody's just getting their, getting their little piece of the pie. So it it, it just all goes hand in hand and all that. Yeah, no doubt. So now for the for the cats coming up and trying to do what you do, what would you uh say to them? Like, what would you tell them to start with? Like, certain um tools and skills that they need to start off with. I would say, you know, like from 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 early for, early points perspective, just enjoy what you do. Like, if you want to get your hands on music production, you know, just learn it. Just learn anything about um. um you know, as far as mixing or anything that kind of just grabbed your attention, because everything that I did was pretty much self-taught. I mean, I mean, nobody taught me from the beginning because I was just kind of just doing it all by scratch. So, I mean, if you were to get your hands on it, I mean, it's always good just to get, you know, another mentor to try to help you. And I had a mentor, too, based off, like, throughout who I worked with for a long time. This was my cousin, ADR666, and he's been in the game for since, like, early, like, late 80s, going to 92, like, walking the chances with Andre Nicotina. So they've been doing it pro through Apartment 3 DNA. But I was like, because he kind of j- told me a little bit too here and there about the ropes, a little bit about, you know, just the music side of the business and all that, like, you know, get your royalties right, get your money right. I mean, I mean, it's just a whole many ways just to, to learn the business side and as a, as a part of separate to, um, you know, learning the skills side too, as, as far as the music production is, is concerned. For sure, man. So check it. Uh, so now we're going to go into the segment 21 questions. It's going to be a quick, some quick questions that you can just answer with, uh, you know, with just a short answer. That way, because uh, it's pretty long. But um, there's, a, there's just some questions to um, pretty much get the audience inspired in, in your whole story of, you know, 
your 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 pretty much your background of, of where you come from with the whole music background and all that. So here we go. This is twenty one questions with Vito Beats. All right, what motivates you on the day to day, and what inspires you? What motivates is uh, wake up in the morning. Wake up in the morning, just feeling like you're blessed, you're healthy, you could be able to tackle the things you want to just tackle down, and you know, just go for it. I mean, you're not dead or in jail or anything, too. Just, just take advantage of the day, seize the day, and then just um, do what it is that you're trying to pursue, and just take it one day at a time. Perfect. What would you say are the top three skills needed to be a great all-around business person? All-around business person? Yeah. Uh, I would just say just have patience. Just have patience and then just, you know, just be, um, you know, just be on a level of, uh, not what I say discomfort, but at least, at least at a level where it's like you're in the business mindset, like, okay, this is what I got going on and, you know, this is how much I'm going to charge. But you also just want to be, you know, just want to be very super front. You want to be, you actually know your worth. Basically know, um, like, the time you put in for your work, the time that you actually, um, you know, put time for, um, you know, just your your whole time and effort for bringing the music together and also just letting them know, like, you know, this is what I do. This is the time that I put myself together. And and this is the point where it's like, you know, hey, you know, my timing is everything for yourself. And, you know, you got to just know your worth and your self-value as a person and as an individual. And even as, you know, even if you're a rapper or an artist or anything. For sure. What have been some of your failures and what have you done? I mean, what have you learned from them? I would just say, um, we all, I mean, we all go through failures as far as like, um, you know, like trial and error. Cause basically like, um, I would say, I'm going to say call them failures, but I, I would just kind of just say like, you know, cause I would just say one thing, like stubbornness is every person's downfall. Like that could be considered as a failure too. Cause it's like, it's like, cause you, cause you're at a point where it's like, you had something going on, but then you just kind of you know, think twice about like, oh, wow, you know, I could have re-released it or whatever, but I mean, you never want to, you know, you know, you never want to label yourself as a failure because it was just kind of like, it was almost considered to be a child and error, but I, what I would just do, I would just you know, keep just moving and then, you know, just, you learn from the mistakes and then uh, you just gotta, gotta keep moving forward for it and then just, um, you hope to your mistakes, you admit your own mistakes, but I mean, at the same time, you gotta know, um, Next time, don't fall into certain traps with certain people that you actually know that you want to work with. But, I mean, sometimes people always want to work with each other, but it's always just a tired point where someone wants to get over you just for your music or whatever, whatnot. But you just got to know, like, hey, you know, this is something that you and I need to talk in a verbal agreement and try not to change some type of agreement as far as, um, you know, like, um, I wouldn't say just getting paid, but I would just say... Um, it could be many reasons, though, but, I mean, at the same time, you just got to know um, just know where you stand as a person and and, and you know where you got to know where you fall, what category you fall under as far as, like, how you, you know, got your shit together, basically. For sure. How long do you stick with an idea before you uh, before you give it up? Stick with an idea? Yeah. I would just write it down. Yeah, but how but long do you stick with try, it? But I, would, I wouldn't try to expose it to certain people. I would just... Uh, just keep it as an idea and then just save it. But you don't give it up though? After a certain uh, time? I mean, it, 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 depends, it depends what. You know, it depends who you probably want to work with. It, you know, you could always like to share ideas and all that. But I mean, I would just say, um, I mean, I would say share it, but don't overshare it. Because sometimes like, I would say like for music wise, 
people always love to share their music. And, you know, I'm not going to knock the hustle, but it's always cool just to do it. But there's always, like, in certain respects, it's kind of like you always don't want to just, um, you know, put it out there and then you just felt like, oh, I didn't get enough airplay or didn't do this and this and that. Because sometimes it would be like your idea could just go out the window and you don't want to do that. Yeah. You just got to invest in the idea, basically. For sure. How many hours do you work a day, like, on an average? How many albums? No, how many hours a day do you work, like, on your on your music stuff, on anything to do with music? Would, it all depends, too, because sometimes, like, um, like if you were to produce a beat, yo, it would take, probably take me, like, about, like, I would say about an hour, but it, it all depends. Like, if you're really feeling the track, of course, you're going to keep working on it. But if it's not something that you're feeling, of course, you're going to probably be like, oh, man, this is kind of wag. I'll just have to just save it or just put it back and work on it again next time. But, I mean, it happens, too, because it's like once you once you created the beat, you just got to know for sure. Is this the one? Then you want to make sure you got to gotta have it mixed and ready to go. So that way you can just start showing it to your friends or your uh, co-artists that you know, hey, this is going to be the beat. You want to make sure your work is very presentable so that way if they really like it, it's going to it's gonna come to the point where the other artist like, oh, my God, this shit sounds dope. And then and you just kind of like... Give yourself a little pat on the back that's like, okay, hell yeah, you know, if he likes it, shit, let's, let's, get to, let's get to it. Let's work with something. For sure, man. You married? No. Kids? No. All right. Um, so now as for your immediate family, like parents and, and siblings, the, um, has all this uh, music stuff affected your relationship with them? No, not at all. Cool. Have you um have you made money off of uh beats? Have you sold? Yeah, like here and there, here and there, like for the longest time, like my one of my first early beats I didn't get paid it was probably like fifty bucks. And that was like probably back in like early uh I would set to say uh, around two thousand and uh, five or six at the time. But then, you know, I mean it all depends too. Like if there was an artist out there that really knows to pay an artist to pay a producer, then they know, you know, how, how the process works. And then sometimes there's always cats that want to get like a free beat here and there and all that, but it's kind of like you know, just you just kind of just got to know like, okay, so what's your budget looking like? You want to work on this beat or what's, what's going on? So I mean, there's just various ways. Like, like if I made money off the side, I could just use that as an investment. Like if I were to buy some new VSTs with that money, or uh, probably just buy some new, uh, probably buy a new mic. Who knows? Shit. Just uh, upgrade your upgrade your gear a little bit. I mean, I don't know. No one's ever told me that a little bit, but it was just an idea of a thought. You know, you just got to look at your own return of investment. And I feel like that's just, you know, I think that's more important, you know, and more than anything, too. Like, if you really want to do this music thing. Yeah. Now, how do you promote to uh, be able to sell your beats? I mean, what, through your site, right? Through uh, Bandcamp? Or is there another way that you, uh, that you promote your beats? Well, you know, like, since I started doing the... Um, when I started doing the two EPs, like, I just looked at it as, like, because uh, at the time around, I would say around 2012, like, everybody was starting to do, like, uh, you know, like, um, like promoting, like, free downloads off albums. Like, some people were doing, like, instrumental albums, and that was that time when people were doing all dubstep beats and they were trying, trying to create, like, you know, free album downloads, and I was kind of like, you know what, I should try, start doing one, because, you know, not for a long time, everybody was doing instrumental albums, everybody was kind of hopping on, you know, like, beats and all that but they never got like some of the types of credit that they deserve or maybe some here or two whatnot but it depends but i mean 
And that's how, you know, you can get your shit hurt a little bit, too. It's just, you know, secondary exposure. You know, you can do flyers, posters, or even, like, just throw it off the Internet a little bit, too. But, I mean, it was just, like, something just to see what where we're going to lead to and all that. So that's when I did first uh, did the Sound Visionary. Um, I just started doing flyers, and I just put, you know, my link and then the cover, and, you know, just to see what direction it was going to get. And then, you know, I had the brand name Vito Beats already attached to the, to the bottom corner of that flyer. And then the next thing you know, you know, if you... I, you know, that's the only type of feedback I ever had was like, uh, oh, so what, so you do music now? I'm like, oh, yeah, what would they call you? And I'll be the beat. So I was like, oh, shit, that's you? So it's kind of like, it kind of comes back to you like, holy shit, you know, you thought for a while, like, damn, you know, I do got music out there. You went with Sound Vision and Break the Cycle. Like, there's music that's out there, but, you know, you had no idea, like, how the demographics was going to look. Like, you didn't know who was actually listening to it for a minute or was getting enough, like, free downloads. But, I mean, Bandcamp explains that, too. Like, it actually tells you, like, uh, how many people actually download it, what tracks they actually heard that they were feeling. So, I mean, for shit, I mean, either way, it's just all hand-in-hand. I mean, promoting-wise, I mean, it does help. Just to at least help with getting some new clientele. Just to see, like, oh, yeah, what other music you got? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, and I got more on the SoundCloud. So, you know, I got new exclusives. And then, you know, you just see where it goes. For sure, man. Now, what kind of, uh, what kind of, uh, software and stuff do you um do you use for your beats uh right now i currently work with the uh, fl studios um, and i did work with uh cubase and they had a lot of vsts they had like some serious live vintage vsts and i was just like because well, we had a we had a park one time at um Rec, but it was once shut down a little bit it's like around 2009 um now we had a studio basically when we got where um where i kind of like got a little more, got my feet wet towards like real live instrumental shit and this was like a program that was super powerful was working on a laptop you just had to plug in a little firewire and you had all this crazy ass sounds and all that it was just like holy shit just kind of just take you to another dimensional another dimensional place where it's like holy shit you know you're fucking with trilogy atmosphere atmosphere all, all these types battery and all that but i mean i've been doing it for like like i said you know i've been doing it for like 10 years i've just been trying to perfect my sound, try to find out what my sound was looking like. Cause I was doing a lot of experimental stuff at the time, but I just managed to make it sound like how I wanted to sound, the way how I'm trying to keep the sound that I want to sound. I mean, I try not to sound like anybody else, and it's not intentional. But you know, I mean, through FL, I mean, as now FL, the producers edition, FL8, they've been working on that a little often, and then people will be surprised too. They're they're like, oh, that's all the FL studios. I'm like, yeah, shoot, it's been uh, it's been on it for a while. You know, I was just able to get like free VSTs or purchase a few VSTs here and there, and you're just like, no, nah, you just step, you just step, literally just step your sound game up like real fast. And then people are just like, man, what you get your sounds at? You know, hey, I gotta let you know in secret. <laughs> yeah, man, I think it matters how you're able to use it because someone that like has the money to buy all kinds of different equipment can buy all they yeah. want, but they don't even know how to use it. And it's like someone can have Fruity Loops. And they heard that it's, you know, it's just for amateurs. But, like, if you get really, really used to it, really good at it, you can make some top shit on it if you think about yeah. it, you know. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really get my hands on Fruity Loops probably, like, around um, almost, like, I would say, like, almost close to seven, eight years ago. I mean, there was a, was a friend that, you know, he had the program. And I was just, it was kind of like, uh, damn, we thought it was just, like, a basic generic program. But it kept upgrading every year. And I'm like, okay, so maybe... Um, because it had like some VSTs, but you had no idea. Like at this point right now, like once I learned it, you could actually add more VSTs. Like it's limited. It's very powerful as program. Yeah. And I said, and I, and I 
trying to tell people, like, yeah, I don't make my shit off NFL. And like, people thought it was, like, so easy to make because to some people, like, you know, like myself, and I know other people use reasons or, or logic because I'm not, I'm not new to that. So, I mean, I was just in, I always just been, like, a FL pro, uh, proficient and also, you know, with the Cubase. So, I mean, it just, uh, it just depends, like, how, how you work it. And I know there's people that have FL, but they still don't use it yet. But, you know, I don't mind, you know, it's like, you know, to change certain people. Just to show them how to use it, and not to use it. No doubt. So, how do you define success? How do I define success? Uh, I would say. Um, I, would I mean, say personally, for you, like for yourself, personally, how would you say that that you will finally be like successful? To you, what is being successful? I would say just um, keep creating a legacy. Is probably the biggest success ever. You know, you if you were to create a legacy, you would have been at the point where it's like, wow, you know, I actually did all this stuff. Like, wow. You know, you just kind of just look back and reflect on based off your mistakes, your, um, you know, your goals that you actually uh, went, you came through at, at some certain point in your life. I mean, there's no limit of, you can't stop success because once, once you reach the success, it's like you already made something out of yourself a little bit. And it's kind of just, uh, it's, just it's just like, it kind of raises questions for certain people, but I mean, if once you are successful, you can't be at the point where you stop. You're like, oh yeah, I did it. No, it's like, no, you just, just got to keep going. You know what I mean? And so to me, like the leg, the legacy that you carry with your music, or at least that you have something to look after. That to me, I define that as you know, success. You just got to carry a good legacy behind your back, and people that know what you do, um, and just basically, um, you know, you just got to be true to yourself, just stay true to yourself, and stay true to the game a little bit. And just um, stay motivated and happy with what you do, and just don't feel like you're. Uh, you don't want to force yourself if this music thing's not for you, then it's not for you. But I would just say, you know, like if you're still making music, you just gotta carry a heavy legacy on your back. All right, man. What is your greatest fear? Greatest fear? Yeah. I would say um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just like it's a lot of like fears. I. Mean, I think change was probably like one of my oldest fears because basically um, I kind of looked at certain points in my life as far as like, um, you know, like if I, what if I fail? You know, that was kind of like one of the biggest fears. What if I failed not making the music or what if, um, you know, if I didn't, you know, become as successful as I am? I mean, everybody has their ups and downs a little bit here and there, but you I mean, you fail, but you always can, can be able, always be able to come back. And I feel like that's always been the best that you could actually uh, ever achieve but I mean when you're when you're going through fear it's just kind of like you're stopping yourself you're stopping yourself as like um, oh nah you're lim you limit yourself as to into fear you limit yourself based off of oh what if what out what else what now it's like no you gotta you gotta take all that out you gotta take you gotta eliminate all that crap out all that negative negative thinking of like oh what if what if like nah cause if, if something happens was a little bump on the road at least you did something at least you did something that was like that you were able to overcome off of the stakes, and that's how I kind of feel too. It's like you never want to look back as far as like or have regrets, because even if you had regrets, you kind of feel, went to a point in your life, man. You know, I should have did this, and you know, and that's what people used to tell me. It's like, oh, I don't want you to hear. I don't want to hear you say like, oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. You know, because then you think to yourself as a person, or you know, even as a rap artist too, like you fail at something, but. You just gotta keep moving at this point. I mean, see, I mean, 
once you're healthy, once you're in good health, you know, your your own health is your responsibility. I mean, now the only thing is either life or death. That could be one thing. But I would say at this point on, it's like, I mean, there's always going to be mistakes. There's always going to be failures here and there. But, I mean, at a point where you got to look back, it's like you cannot ever, ever have regrets. And now don't even quit music. And you always just got to keep that, you know, you just got to keep those boundaries behind your shoulders. Yeah, for sure, man. Who has been your greatest inspiration? Greatest inspiration? Uh, I would say, um, damn, there's like way too many greatest inspirations out there. As, as far as what? Like one that stands out, someone that pushed you when when you when you were about to give up what you love doing. Someone that told you, you know what? Fuck what they say. You know, just just keep doing it. I would say, uh, you know, there's certain people like. They used to just tell me, like, oh, yeah, your beat suck. It's not going to make you making cheap beats. What's going on? Like, to me, that kind of gave me a point where it's like, oh, yeah, you going to tell me I make some whack music and all that? Okay, oh, I'll top it then. Mm -hmm. Right on, right off of the advice. If you don't like my shit, that's cool. For sure, man. That's cool. Now, uh, cool. do you uh, do you read books? I mean, do you read a lot? I read here and there. Yeah, man. Any um, I mean, what's your most inspirational book you've read? Something like you know, in the lines of like Anthony Robbins or something like that. Any any type of book like that you read? I read a book. Uh, it's called Four Agreements. I'm not sure if you know or heard of that. Nah, who's that by? Uh, it's by uh, Don Ruiz. So basically, uh, he talks about the Four Agreements, and uh, he talks about like um, the way how you navigate through life through. Um, to better yourself as a person a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying that's the best book, but it actually kind of got me in the niche to, to, to believe in myself. Like the Four Agreements is based off every little chapter there. I mean, it's a small book, but it was actually a good book. You know, you read it thoroughly, you probably think to yourself like, man, you know, this is kind of something that, uh, you know, the answer is something that I could do. Because like the Four Agreements is based upon, like the first agreement was probably like, you don't want to take anything personal. And then number two was um, don't make assumptions. And then number three was probably like uh, always be impeccable with your word. And then number four would be uh, always do your best. Don't let um, the don't let the don't let the past be your present. You stay in the present moment. Oh shit! Cool, cool, cool. Uh, what are your weaknesses? Weaknesses? What from the book? No, no, no. For for yourself. Oh, for myself, I would just say uh, overthinking. Uh, also, just thinking too critically, like, oh, yeah, what is, what is this going to happen and all that. There's our, or even just try. I mean, that's the only thing you could ever do is just try. You know, you just got to be responsible for what you do. Your actions is what, what makes you as a person what you are. And actions speak louder than words. And then sometimes, like, some people always like to talk here and there. But, you know, you can't let it get to a point where it's going to be like, oh, you know, you kind of you know, self-contradict yourself a little bit. But, I um, once you're at that point where it's like weakness is not an option and that's how you got to think about it too I mean sometimes like um, I know some people feel weak um, you know on a personal level on a personal level we're dealing with people or music but I mean there's all kinds of stuff but I mean as a sole person that's like you just kind of just got bridge the gap a little bit as far as as far as just you know gain perfectionist as a person that's yourself or what you know what to find yourself what you want to be and not you know try not to let weakness be you know your only um, your only motive and it shouldn't be a motive at all okay now I'm gonna go into uh, a couple more questions um, 
And actually, the reason why I made this into 21 questions is because I try to cover pretty much most of the stuff that like people in like in the daily kind of like revolve in their minds, things that they have in their minds at all times, like, you know, like fear, motivation, what gets them out of bed, what gets them going. Like I'm trying to get into tap into every single like, you know, like I said, like any like every single aspect of the game of hip hop, which from promoters to producers to hip hop, I mean, to um, MCs to, you know, everything to do with DJs, everything to do with hip hop. So I'm trying to tap into minds so I can give a little glimpse to the listeners so they can know, you know what? I'm thinking that way. Shit. I'm no different than them. They're doing big now. They're doing better things than I am. Someone starting up may think that way. I'm do- yeah. They're doing better things. It's like, I could be doing the same thing. You know, I got the same mentality. I'm thinking the same way. So it's like me, I mean, me starting up as a hip hop artist, like I'm like, I was always like, you know what? I don't think I think like them, like I'm different. Like, I don't think I have the skills like others do people that I've seen, like, you know, like rapping already making their songs and stuff. I was thinking myself, you know, like, like, man, what if I don't got it? You know? But hearing someone talking about it at a personal level, it like kind of enhances that that motivation for that listener, you know. So that's why I I, I kind of uh you know broke it down to these questions. But um here we go, two more questions though. What sacrifices have you had to come uh, to make to be where you are now? What sacrifices you had to make? Um, just had to invest in yourself a little bit. I mean. I mean, to me, that's just kind of key based off of, uh, you know, if you want to just get your music out, that's kind of just, uh, it's part of, uh, and it's all based off part of investing in yourself as far as, like, your music, your brand, and everything. So, I mean, that's part of sacrifice, too. I mean, I mean, I don't know I'm not there, but at the same time, like, uh, I mean, once you put your money into copywriting music, I mean, that's considered a sacrifice because this is your funds. This is your hard-earned dollars that you work for, yeah. and it should be something very beneficial to yourself. And I feel like at this point on, it's like, um, shit, I mean, there's more to do. And there's more to, you know, to learn and all that as far as the music business side is concerned. But, I mean, yeah. At this point on, you just gotta just, um, you just gotta invest in yourself first before you start putting anybody else on. Because sometimes when you start putting anybody else on, it's kind of like you you don't have what you have at a certain point where it's like you're not that ready yet or you're not that mentally ready to work with certain people. But... You just got to just prepare yourself first before you start working with anybody else. And I think that's important. All right, man. Now, uh, there's, there's one last question. If you were to wake up tomorrow and find yourself starting from scratch, like, you know, step one, you're like a youngster again, you know, with the same knowledge, though, same knowledge that you've, uh, that you've gotten from, you know, years of work in your field, um, and you knew no one that you know now, what would you do yeah. in the next seven days? to try to get to where you are now? In the next seven days? Yeah, once you're in uh, that position. Just another typical day, just working and making music, just uh, just keeping the momentum going. Because as long as you keep that momentum going, you could always just tell, hey man, you know I make music. And that's how it kind of starts, you bridge that, that gap a little bit too, as far as making music. Because right now, since I got home, I'm probably gonna make some music right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and right. then probably do another one for a couple of like, probably the next couple of days because I just went through a point where it's like, man, I had a computer broke down. Like, I had a laptop that was broken down too and I'm kind of like, oh my God, dude, like, how am I going to get this fixed because I had all this memory just shattered and gone here. Like, what the hell because it's not turning on. But you always got to have, you always got to have an option. Well, like, if you're going to just, uh, 
damn, like, how am I going to get this fixed? There's always ways you're going to get this fixed. You know, you can fix the problem. And if you get to give up so easily, you're not going to get it fixed. And you just got to make make it happen. And that's what it is. You just got to keep making it happen. And I know that certain people don't have the chance of making it happen. But, I mean, there, there, there are some, you know, I'm not going to knock it, but they just need, need to be in that mobility mode as far as just to make it happen. Okay. Like, you just got to gotta, just gotta keep that work momentum going. And then just, you know, to sacrifice as far as, like, time. You know, you, sometimes you got to stay home on the weekends a little bit just to, you know, just to make music. You know, save some money. Like, if you know you wanted to uh, invest on some, uh, like, a couple copyrights on a song, shit, go for it. Or even try to, like, invest on uh, just getting it out on the, on the Internet or just at least network with more people. And that's where it comes from, too. Like, you know, just for waking up. Sometimes you're like, okay, you know, I'm gonna make a few beats here and there, and then, and, you know, some people, you know, met some new people. Like, you just, like, like, you just literally just started meeting some new folks. Like, yeah, you know, I do music here and there and all that. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, let me hear some. And then you just gotta establish the relationship. And that's, I feel like that's more important, too. Once you establish a relationship, you never know. Like, you could, you could bump into a cat that says, like, you know, hey, you know, I do movies. And that's, like, another direction, too, that, you know, I kind of want to give to, like, you know, upcoming, uh, upcoming producers or artists and all that you know you just gotta reach through the uh, for the movie scene anybody who's doing documentaries films filmographies and all that you know tap in with them cause once you tap in with them you know you guys can establish a relationship and then even try to come up with something you know you could probably be in a soundtrack of a movie you never know hmm. and that's something that, you know, that's something that you know people need to think a little big here and there or just even gotta get on a commercial you get on a commercial like some Charlotte commercial or some shit I mean, you never know. You just gotta keep, just gotta keep your catalog all intact, everything saved. Just keep your work consistent, and then, um, and just, um, just keep that work momentum going. All right, man. Shit, some good insight, man. Some, uh, some good, uh, you know, motivational tools to keep the people going, man. Uh, you want to shout out any, um, any anything else besides what we uh, mentioned about your EPs and it, and like any other websites? Okay, so. Um, Basically, um, yeah, like I said, uh, for the website, for the uh, Bandcamp, it's uh, it's under www com, and you'll find the Sound Visionary EP. It's all instrumentals. Uh, and then also I got the um, Break the Cycle EP. That's also another instrumental EP that's out there. Just to get a little taste of, uh, you know, what kind of music that what I work with and the sound that I come up with. And then, you know, hey, if you, if you like what you hear, you know, feel free to holler. Feel free to holler at Vito Vito Beats. Game certified entertainment for sure, man. You doing any other uh, shows coming up anytime soon? Not yet, but once uh, once uh, certain new projects might be coming up or something new, maybe I'll probably uh, keep an update out there. But I mean, the shows is pretty crazy as hell too, because it's like yeah. um, you know everybody's every, every like a lot of rap artists are doing shows. You know, like uh, producers are doing shows, like kind of out of town a little bit too. But you know, in San Francisco, man, like. Pushing a lot of shows here and there, but there's people that are just moving in, moving in the city. Like, you know, all the gentrified folks are just kind of just coming in and everybody's not giving two fucks about the music. They, you know, they just come in and eat, drink beer and all that and all mm-hmm. and They're probably not tripping off the music scene, but definitely Oakland. I might probably might have to aim after too because I heard the Legionnaires been having a couple, you know, shows for producers here and there. And I was probably going to try to like, try to tap on on that pretty soon and all that, but. You know, to see where it leads to. Because I did one at Brick and Mortar, and it was it was a it was a cracking show. You know, shout out to uh, Baby Chris and Was Real for putting that thing together a long time ago, and then also did one with you know, of course, with Dez, the Madhouse, 
with the uh, over there at the showdown. You know, yeah, that's the one that I, uh, that's the one where I met you at, man. That, that the showdown. I think it was in uh, San Francisco. I think it was in the uh, the weekend of the the Super Bowl. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's yeah, a good, that's yeah. Weird. I know we were literally just trying to answer that when Super Bowl was popping off, and we thought it was just gonna get crowded too. But you know, as the point on, I mean, we, that's what we're trying to see. Like once once it got crowded, like you know, it got it got it got pretty big. Got pretty big, but you know, like once you think about the, the demographics of who's going to show up at what bar, you just got to see a bigger picture of like how cracking your shows are going to be, and that's kind of like an insightful thought too. Like if you were, if there was like a show going on for uh, for like a street fair going on, you know, or for uh, for San Francisco or even Oakland too, it's like that would probably be one of the most uh, the definite spots you probably want to try to book something on a date where there is a festival. Then then definitely. Try to just get yourself plugged in. You'll get more people to walk in. You'll get more traffic of people. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't have all the answers to that, but it's just an idea to, for any artists that are trying to do shows. Because sometimes if you rock a dead show, that's just going to be a dead show. But at the same time, it's just something to think over a little bit, too. When uh, something pops off, you just want to tap in with certain vendors that are actually trying to do shows, like at a bar or somewhere, and you'll just get at least some type of people that will at least show up for the show. For sure, man. Man, the way that I see it at, because um, I've played, I mean, I've done, like, shows where it's, like, dead. The way that I see it is, like, you know, you just got to make make the best out of it, man, because, um, you know, try to make the best of it. No, no matter where you right. are, you know, right. that's actually the best way, because you don't want to leave all, like, like obvious that you're all bummed out. It's like, you know, come on, you know, I think it's yeah, best yeah, to just... Yeah. Yeah, you just you just gotta rock your shit out, man. You know, shout outs to uh, Dez in the Madhouse. He's he's out there with uh, you know uh, with the beat seller and yep, beat seller, they're, there you go. they're rocking out like they're on that tour shit. Oh yeah, he's on his hustle, man. Uh, Dez is always on his hustle, man. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know they they've created a fan base years ago, and they're just trying to see what what's gonna be beneficial, what's they what's gonna be popping off, and what's gonna be like what shows what's popping here and there, and, and you just gotta just look back at the draw board and be like. Yeah, man, this one wasn't cracking, so we gotta come back there. <laughs> For sure, and, and also shout out to Baby Chris. I probably have her on yeah, on, on this show pretty soon too. I'm gonna hit her up because uh, she's doing pretty big things too. You know, she's a hustler too. You know, she's doing her thing out there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Baby Chris, do shit. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, well, it was a pleasure having you, Vito, on the hip hop spot, man. Uh, you know, we'll catch up some other time. We know, talk about other business and stuff, but um, you know, it was a pleasure, man. Thanks. All right, man. Cool. Have a good night, man. Peace out. All right. All right, you too. Have a good one. All All right, right, peace out. Bye. Late. You had just been tuned in to another episode of that Hip Hop Spot podcast. Me, I'm the host, Brown96, checking out for today's episode. Tune in to the next episode every single Monday, and I'll try to stay as consistent as I can. You know, everyone has their own thing, but, um, you know, I'm just a human being, you know, just like you. And trying to get things cracking too. Alright, till next time.